Sie hören Sport und Musik. Das Spiel ist aus! Deutschland ist Weltmeister! Mario Götze! Mario Götze! Tonight, whether you call it football, football, or soccer, a German-American and a German in America dare to call it Fußball. German Fußball from an American point of view. Let's add some buns to that hamburger and join them for the Schnitzel Boys Deutschland Hour. Hello. Oh, it's Oktoberfest music because it's Oktoberfest. It's October. Yeah. The first October. Uh, we just came off an hour and a half of hot MLS talking. <laughs> we got uh, Stefan got a full head of steam going. <laughs> I'm a we're rant, gonna make this, man. We're gonna make this one a little shorter. Famous I'm gonna start. I have to start time. with some big news, Bjorn. Really big news. Oh, you you were teasing that. What yeah. do you got? You're going. Is I that got my. No, well, no. there's that. I got my 23andMe results in last week. The genetic oh, test. You're not actually you're actually Algerian. I am not <laughs> as German as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. What are we? What are <laughs> we changing the name to? The kebab boys. The, uh, uh, the I, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to think. What's the the uh, the falafel po- boys? I don't know. What are what's, we? What are what's you? Polish food? I mean, oh, the Polish the, sausage. The kielbasa. The kielbasa, the kielbasa boys. boys. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, so I got my 23. So I've never, I've always wanted to do it. My parents are German. My other parents are German. Their parents are German, German all around, right? Father's mm-hmm. from Wuggby, mother's from Humble. Your papers, your papers are unambiguous. However, I, I spit in saliva for half an hour. They want a lot of saliva. <laughs> half an hour? I, they, they want a test tube full of your saliva. Wow. You have to bite the tongue and spit, bite the tongue and spit. Give them my stuff. They mailed back to me. They gave me a thorough genetic analysis. Maybe you made out with a Polish person recently. I am. I wish, but I did not, unfortunately. <laughs> I wish, but I did not. I am 53% German. Oh, well. So above half. But I don't know. That surprised me. I thought it'd be like 99% German and like 1%. I am 53% German. Europe's pretty am, small, you know. I'm I'm 38 percent Polish. Oh, okay. That's not insignificant, right? For someone who had no idea. I don't and know. I, Is that yeah? And I'm nine percent Scandinavian. Oh. So my you never did the 23 and Me, did you? I didn't. I have like strangely no interest. But um, okay, yeah. I don't know. Well, I was I don't worried know. so. Because... I don't know. I don't know if this is unusual or not. I mean, I would imagine. If you well, uh... I tried to get clarification. They couldn't tell me. The reason's a little confusing for me and for a lot of Germans, probably again, probably like you, is on my mom's side of my family, they are from modern day Poland, but back then it was Germany. Right. My grandfather is Schlesian. He's from Breslau. My grandmother is from Danzig. Today they're called. So Gdansk. they were German at the time. They were German at the time. Today they're called Gdansk and Rotslav. They're cities in Poland. So how does that? How how does twenty three and Me make that distinction? That's the thing. I don't think that's what that is. They don't because we're, we're ethnically German. So 
But what is even the difference between ethnically German and ethnically Polish? How do so you make that? The 23andMe corporate speech that I, because they sent it to me ahead of time, like, sure, did my boop, boop, ba, 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 then wanted some follow ups about Poland. And they just copy and pasted the corporate speech and it back to me. What 23andMe is, is a summary of genetic groups, genetic archetypes uh, from general areas of Europe from before mass travel. So, so you know, so a little, so what everyone should know is genetics are just a bunch of people who can't travel, so they have sex over and over and over again, and the genetic, <laughs> the genetic pool just stays limited, stays in the area, right? That's what genetics are. The reason Germans have those pupnaza, why would you say pupnaza in English? I don't know. Anyway, Germans have a certain type. What are you trying to say? Like, I'm saying is the reason Germans have that type of nose is because they didn't travel anywhere, and they just third and sixth cousins just kept having sex. Inbreeding. Inbreeding. That's that's where genetics come from. That's why Russians look like Russians, Germans are German, and so forth. However, about a hundred years ago, when travel started, essentially when the Industrial Revolution started, all that started to mishmash, and then people moving around, and the, the pools are widening and getting thinner. So, what I'm saying, just like what you said, my German family living in modern day Poland doesn't make us Polish. They're still genetically German. I thought that's why I text them to be like. Is it maybe a mislabel? Maybe you mislabeled it where the Polish and the Germans have the same label from that time. I don't know. Because in order for me to be Polish, we've had to have sex with Polish people, right? And my grandparents had to be Polish Polish. Well, or or somebody just moved, like somebody just made the trip. Well, no. Then... What, do you mean the, what do you mean the trip? Like what if a Polish, a genetically Polish person just, you know, like a, 200 years ago decided I'm going to, I'm going to take my horse and buggy to the west. To the Ruhrgebiet. To the Ruhrgebiet, and that's where uh -huh. I will start my family. And that's then you're genetically theory. Polish, even though you've... I mean, it seems no. like, especially when it comes to those kinds of countries, like Poland didn't even exist for some no, the Polish for some were years. People. And, they were a genetic group. Right. Like, like eth eth European ethnicities in the 1800s, You know, they didn't mix. They stick together. Guess, and that's what these genetic archetypes are. Well, hold on. Let me why, finish. Yeah, please. Go ahead. So so that's before, why it's not before that. I dismiss it, before I dismiss uh, it all. That's why it's not that. Because it's like, those were even though it's modern-day Poland, like you said, they're still Germans. Genetically Germans. However, on my father's side, my father's from the Ruhrgebiet. And the Ruhrgebiet, during the turn of the Industrial Revolution, lots was a hotbed for immigration. Yeah, people Kaminsky. came from everywhere. What's his name? A lot of, there's lots of Polish. What's the name? What's what's the king of the Ruhr called again? Kaminsky? What was his name? The king of the... Szymanski. Szymanski, yeah. right? That's, mm -hmm. a Pol that's a typical Ruhrpot German name, but it's Polish. It has got a little Polish bit of a grammar. Polish flair to it. Yeah, like Podolski or... Podolski and, and Lewandowski, all those... Lewandowski, yeah. Lewandowski, Jakubowski. So my dad's mom is from a Polish family. They were called Krolik. Okay. Uh, we called them Krolik. So there you have it. That's your explanation. I believe so. But for a long time, Krolik to me sounds like a German name. It's not a Polish name. This is... It's like... Okay. I just want to know how many of me is going to take the twist in the light bulb, Bjorn. That's all I want to know. All I want to know is how I many of me does it... I think it's not... I think this this uh, is for entertainment only, this kind of stuff. Like, I don't think you should... Of course like, like, Yeah. Like, I'm 38% uh, Polish, I think, because of my Ruhrgebiet roots is why. Because I think a lot of my Ruhrgebiet family were originally from Poland.
They were part of a large Polish migration that went to the okay. That's my fear. Well, it seems like the underlying the underlying thing here is that this bothers you somehow. Like you're, no, you're... it does not. <laughs> it surprises me as all because because I, I one of my grandparents was maybe Polish. We thought whatever, right? But that makes me thirty eight percent because of one well, grandparent. Must... No, it means like one of your grandparents was fully Polish, and then you had a half pole in there also among one of your grandparents. I mean, just math, just doing the math here, roughly. Yeah, that's twenty five percent. Twenty five percent is one one grandparent, and then the rest is like another grandparent being half Polish. And then four to seven generations ago, I had a Scandinavian grandparent, so I'm part Viking. Okay, that, that no one knows. But the Polish thing to me is very interesting. I didn't know how Polish we were. But like Viking, everybody likes Polish. You're like, eh. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> now, now I'm just it is entertaining for, but I'm saying. I'm saying my Polish brethren, I'm also Polish, my friend. I'm now also part <laughs> Polish. I belong to the Polish the Kielbasa, We're going to wow. have the Kielbasa boys special. Lukas Podolski, Miroslav Klose, you guys are my Maybe boys. you should have a double. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of Polish people on the German national team. You're not uh, You're not alone in this. Da- Dariusz Wosch. Dariusz Wosch, my man. The great Bochum, Polish, um, German, Bochum, Ruhrgebiet boy. But yeah, you know, what's his name? Who is the Schalkes? Kwiatkowski, right? And yeah, there's, lots, the of, there's lots of them. I mean, like, yeah. if you're trying to, uh, yeah, if you're trying to keep yourself ethnically separate from the Poles in I'm Germany, not, like, good I'm luck. Not good luck. My, <laughs> I'm not trying to keep myself <laughs> ethnically separate. <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought my genetic background would be more boring than it is. And it ended up being now you have a now you're Stefan Stefan Schnitzel Kilbasa. I am. I have more hyphenated. We're gonna, you're hyphenated. I have more Neanderthal DNA than eighty five percent of the people on twenty three and Me. Oh, because Germans are Neanderthals. We're well, we I mean Neander- the Neanderthal Neanderthal is very close to the Ruhrgebiet. It's just south. Yeah, I, I am point two percent Neanderthal or something. Like that. And my Neanderthalness is why I'm a hoarder. It's why I'm bad at direction. Uh, burying the burying the lead here. This is really this is really the the, the juicy stuff. I can I, I have I, I'm really good at smelling asparagus in my urine, is what they told me. <laughs> which blows my mind. Who is I, not I, good at that? <laughs> I I didn't know that was a thing. What genetical makeup is bad at that? Bjorn, yours is. Most are. Bjorn, when you eat asparagus, can you smell that stuff? I can. I can. My genetics say as such. I'm genetically predisposed to not have back hair. Huh? This, nice? is, this conversation has made me less likely. I was already pretty unlikely to do it. Now I'm even less likely to spend the money on, on 23andMe. I think it's... Uh, you don't want to know how Swedish you are? Bjorn, you're Swedish. You know I have... Right? Z- I don't... I don't... The only the only thing Swedish about me is my mom picking this name. I don't think I have any... I mean, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? How, but, you're um, from the Ruhrgebiet. How Polish are you? I'm from you're the Ruhrgebiet. I, I probably... Probably more Polish than you, I bet. More than 38%? I mean, it's a pretty big chunk, man. 38 is a lot. That's a that's, a, that's a that's a grandparent and a half. We just figured that out. Yeah, but I don't. I, I can guarantee you, three of my grandparents are German. So, but the reason I'm very curious as a half is because, in there, somebody, is because I wonder. That's what I'm saying. Somebody, I wonder. Somebody wanted that sweet Polish action. 
<laughs> from my family, that's from modern day Poland. I'm in 19, curious. In, 19, in 1922. But I'm very curious from my family that's from modern day Poland. I wonder if like, yeah, maybe they're Polish, like they're half Polish. Maybe there was some Polish in there that I missed. Um, I don't know. I'm just curious. And then it reached out to a bunch of cousins of mine and stuff. And then, and then my mom said that her grandma had a bunch of relatives that moved to Baltimore, which I didn't know. So there's a good chance that some of my third or sixth cousins around here are. You have some, Baltim- you have some Baltimorean in you too. A little Baltimorean <laughs> in me. Baltimore or less. Baltimore or Baltiless? Well, I've a little Balt. I've got Baltiless in me. Baltiless in me. Anyway, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Twenty Three and Me. I think. Learn- I don't learn think so. I think this is a this is not an advertisement. Learn how genetically predisposed you are to smell <laughs> asparagus in your urine. It, it says that I'm not afraid of heights. I was like, no, bull crap. I'm afraid of heights. They got that one wrong. This is like, yeah. I mean, they have to justify this expense, right? How much does this cost? Well, I got a coupon. I paid seventy bucks. Oh, all right. And to me, was a great value for all this cool information and <laughs> life changing and knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Genetically, they say I'm not predisposed to lose my hair. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, then you're just, I guess, that must have just been. I don't know your about diet? that. What is it? <laughs> it's no, it's my, it's my, fr- I have the same hair that my, all my grandparents have. So they're, they're liars on that. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just oh. excited about my Neanderthalness. This is making me laugh. <laughs> all right. So it's only bad news. The 50- this is the good news. The good news we learned about your hair. Bad news is there's no bust to Hartford. We're just learning from Hans Wolf. Wait a minute. Hello, Jung. I had to go back to work for a few, but the bust to Hartford is off. I was probably ah. gonna gonna take my car, honestly. Oh so. wait a minute. Not enough people. Did our boys get involved with you? I know Bjorn wanted to, and then um, was it Daniel Young? People or- are not. Uh, people are not organized. That's all good. Well, yeah, you could, but you could take. I think we talked about this before. The the bus from Port Authority to Hartford is a very easy bus. I've done that before. However, yeah. I don't know where the stadium is if in relation to everybody if anybody needs a ride, I have room in my car. I I uh I can offer I mean it's not a bus it's not bus size, but uh, if anybody I I, it's I would a tubby, take people. right? Yeah, everyone out there no, in the podcast it's a, world. It's a Kia it's a Kia Telluride. Seven seats. I have seven seats. I'm Ooh, taking one right. I'm taking one person. So I have uh how fitting car for a skier to own a Telluride. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's a, yeah, that didn't, that didn't hurt. The name, the name is appealing. <laughs> Telluride, you say? Terrible safety ratings? Yeah. You had me at Telluride. No, no, there's, there's other, there's, it's, it's, it's also a good car, but the, the name also, uh, it doesn't hurt. So this is a podcast with two Germans, one real German, one half German, one half Polish. I but. am actually, this is my news. I am now as an American citizen as of last Friday. Finally. Oh, wow. I didn't know you were. How was that? How was that process like? Yeah, I uh, finally, I finally, I mean, I've been eligible for many years. I haven't um, really treated it with much urgency because I don't, um, yeah, tell you, Hans Wolf saying Telluride Resort itself is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful town. Uh, and the car is nice too. Anyway, so uh, yeah, it took me a while uh, to really get around to it, but I finally did it, and it was a very moving uh, ceremony, I will say, in downtown Brooklyn. Uh, I got sworn in with uh, Danke. Hans Wolf says, "Congrats, you Amerikaner." Yeah, Danke schön. Now Thank there's you. two German Americans on the podcast. It was it was, the uh, it, was it changed the it changed the dynamic. 
Um, oh, the intro. We have to well, but the intro now you're you're uh, you're you're thirty eight percent Polish. So the, 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 the new is, intro is like the, a German American. The math is just constantly changing of of what our uh... <laughs> a German American and a German Polish Scandinavian American. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, it was a very moving ceremony in downtown Brooklyn with uh, ninety six other people. Quick, Bjorn, um, how many how many members are in the House of Representatives? How many? Uh, I, t- I passed that okay. test. Uh, I passed that test many weeks ago. I no longer uh, need to know this. These Revolt. kinds of information. Revolt. I no longer. Revolt. I no longer can tell you how. Uh, Give it back. Give what it back. Benjamin Revolt. Franklin's accomplishments were. I had to. Uh, I had banging, to banging French chicks. Is that, was that the answer? What? Benjamin Franklin's banging. accomplishment. No, he was the first. France. He was the first uh, postmaster. Well, he, um, he, he, no, it's four hundred. It's four hundred. It's four hundred thirty-five. It's I knew. I know. There you go. But, uh, there you but go. Uh, I'm just playing. I did have to learn that stuff. But yeah, it was ninety-seven people. The judge came. This took a long time. Strangely, there was a lot of barack. A lot of people had things to fill out, and we all had to sign things. And so it it took it took several hours. Which no, is more no one. I, and you were the only guy that spoke English in the whole room. So no, no, tough. there were lots of. There was. A, it was a no. It was a. Um, it was definitely a range of people. Some people were were dressed up very festively uh, and had their families there. Other people k- rolled in forty five minutes late in their underwear. Like it was definitely, it was a uh, uh, there was a lot of different people there. And what was very moving was that the judge read. There was ninety seven people there from forty five different countries, and uh, she read all the countries and she encouraged everyone to kind of uh, make some kind of a noise when their country was called and she oh, that's fun and it was pretty fun and and she said that you know she's talking about how we all kind of bring our own experience to uh, America and it's a nation of immigrants and yeah it was very um uh, yeah, it was very kind of festive and 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 sweet. I yeah. It, it well, was, when she it was said beautiful. Germany, how many people went? Woo, woo, it was just me. Deal? I was the only one, and I said, "Yeah, <laughs> nice." <laughs> You're like Schnitzel Boys podcast, and it sort of broke the ice. She went to. Uh, she went alphabetically and some people were a little timid because you know you're in this big courtroom and it's sort of you know people are not. But when I uh, when you know I'm a the goofball that I am, I broke the ice and everybody chuckled. And then people were a little looser after that. Did he dress like this, like Arnold Schwarzenegger did when he got his? I did not. I did not dress like that. I did wear a. Uh, 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 it, I didn't have any red, but I wore a white and blue shirt. Oh, <laughs> NYCFC gear. Uh, well, that's great. That's really cool. That's nice to judge. Uh, to, so. When my parents became citizens, they were both taken to a room and like grilled and questioned about Nazi Germany and all this shit. You oh, didn't have to, you yeah. didn't have to experience any I of that. I did not. I mean, I had. Yeah, you have to you have to answer questions like you know, did you ever? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I was not alive during Nazi Germany. My alibi is is. Uh, is Neither were my good. parents. They didn't care. They That's didn't stupid. really. Oh, interesting. My dad was born in forty four. Oh, so he, I okay. mean, he was alive for two months of it, I guess. All right. Baby. But they still asked yeah. him about it. And he's like, I don't know. It was a baby. That was I know. No, I did not. Uh, I I mean, you have to, you know, when you when you fill out the application, you an, you answer all these questions of have you ever participated in a in a uh, governmental coup or like, you know, you have to. But but I haven't. So once, I, it's like I just once, said, but I felt really bad. I about just it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it didn't I really work. I, I tried to oust the school president by posting. Yeah. Uh, 
I yeah, was, I was the leader. I, I, full disclosure, I was the leader of the Red <laughs> Army faction for about 21 years. But I have resigned. I do not care anymore. That's uh, yeah. I mean, I just I didn't. I don't really have a lot of skeletons like that. So I just said no. And then it wasn't. The interview was very amicable in my case. The lady was very nice, and she asked those questions about the Benjamin Franklin and that. But they're pretty. I mean, you. I think you have to get five right, and you can get a couple. It's going to be hard. I mean, I guess if somebody doesn't speak the language or whatever. I was but born general, American. I don't have to know any of that crap. I mean, I no, do. No, you just, you're in. You're you're in. You got the. What I will say is I took the citizenship test for fun on YouTube or whatever. And I think I got 99 out of 100. They're pretty Yeah, it's questions. not, it's not yeah. difficult. There's a couple, there's a handful. What was the toughest uh, one that you remember? Let's see if I can figure it out. Oh, I don't. Uh, like the original, I think, I guess. Well. I mean, the original colonies, but then you only have to get one right. So that's not really difficult. Out, out of the 13? To, if I had to send, if I had to say all 13, I probably would struggle. And then there were a couple. Um, uh, yeah, I don't now. I, you know, now I, 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 I learned them all. So it's fine. But yeah, no, that part is, is easy. And then. What are the three had, branches of government? Quick. Three branches. Yeah. I mean, that's that. But. People know, you know that, right? It's executive and legislative and judicial. Well done. Well done. Well done, Bjorn. Good American. I would have I would have known that before. I mean, that's the you'd same in surprised. Germany. That's the same you'd, in Germany. You'd be surprised how many American citizens couldn't answer But that that's question. not a specifically American thing. That's something that exists. Well, a, ver- a version of that exists in most, in, in, in most, in most democratic countries anyway. So... Um, yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my little news. Well, congratulations! Thank now, you. Dulce, you can now get in the country in a fast one. You have that story of that guy who was rude to you at immigration. Who's just like, oh yeah. I wouldn't. You're like, I I forgot. He's like, you're legally said, allowed, but if I were in charge, I would. If I if it was up country. to me, I wouldn't let you in. Yeah, that's. And you're true. like, why? What did why? I do? What? What? what, <laughs> what, what why? <laughs> it's a little bit of power they have. Listen it's just funny. Pop, a friend you... of mine works. Uh, works in the consulate and, and, and there are people it's like one dude in an office and they just have to sit there and decide who's allowed to get a visa or not yeah yeah, yeah and it's yeah. very much based on uh, nothing other than feeling like they do their research like they read the resume they probably do a crime check but like my friend does a comedy show based on freedom of information act records and he did a whole show on the amazing foreign people that were denied visas uh-huh. He's like, this is an Oscar-winning filmmaker. His visa was denied a year later as they felt he could contribute nothing to American society or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like it's it's hard to get a visa. Sometimes. Well, in soccer, we have this yeah. problem all the time. There were right. teams, like certain players don't get – yeah, I mean, you, no, for sure. Yeah. We lost one of our players because when he went back home to England, he got into a, a crime. He got into a fight, and then his visa was canceled. He couldn't come back, mm. so they had to load him off to Sweden. Uh, well, that's what—that's the beauty of me now being a citizen. Now, I, up to now, I had to behave. Now I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, you yeah. can get any brawl you want. It's All right, it's twenty-three minutes in. It's time to start talking foosball here on the Germany <laughs> Hour. I mean, what's to talk about? Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Bundesliga is exciting. We had—we almost had a had a. Had a real title race. Leipzig was winning, but then Bayern came back. But still, we have we have uh, 
We Neither have Bayern nor Leipzig are top of the table. That's so. true. Leverkusen. It's Leverkusen and everybody, the, all the, the, the soccer nerds of the world's new favorite coach, Xabi Alonso, is top on every Twitter soccer nerds list of, of coaches to watch. And according to everyone, he's going to go to Real Madrid probably next summer. If not Real Madrid, Bayern München. Bayern München <laughs> is going to take over for Pep. He can do no wrong right now. And I mean, I'm not. Toho, I don't mean to. Toho. Don't to mean Pep. to dismiss. I don't mean to dismiss. I think he's done a great job. Leverkusen are looking great. Easy win in Mainz. Top of the table, thanks to the Bayern Leipzig two-two, which really could have been a win for Leipzig. They were up two 0 but Bayern came back. Who's second in the table, Bjorn? Even bigger uh, it's, it's Stuttgart. It's Stuttgart. Stuttgart. Yes. Bayer yeah. Leverkusen has Victor Boniface, and Stuttgart mm. has the what's his name? Guirassi. Hold on, here we go. Stuttgart has Guirassi. How they say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guirassi. Stuttgart and the Guirassi boys. You know who's coaching Stuttgart? His former Bayern München youth coach, Sebastian Hoeneß's nephew. Especially he's yeah, also he's, great. he's also probably sniffing off Tuchel's butt if Tuchel you know can't I deliver. Mean, let's see, uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. But yeah, Bayern is still Bayern's still struggling. Leipzig's still good, and you know the leaves are turning. It's uh, for Dortmund or just in the, general. The, the 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 in general, it's getting a fall. The days are getting longer. The leaves are turning, and Bochum's probably going to get a new coach. That's. Uh, Days are getting shorter. It's when you know it's fall. Shorter. The nights are getting longer. Yes, that's what I mean. What I mean to say, (laughs) it's the kiss of death. Before the season, if Bochum, if if you're a Bochum fan, and before the season you hear this is going to be a different year, we're going to be more progressive, we're not just going to be a defensive team, we have more quality, it's going to all be different. That means we're going to get a new coach in October. Tell me why, tell me why it's not. Oliver Glasner. Uh, because he's probably one. Uh, I, I don't know. Why would it be Oliver Glasner? Tell me. Well, he probably thinks that would be a step down for him, no? I, agree, I don't know. But he's out of work. I mean, well, what's he waiting on? I don't know. I mean, we don't know. I mean, not Thomas Lech has not been fired yet. I mean, I, I don't mean to. Um, but I mean, Thomas, it seems like. Thomas Rice, though. Is also the last coach who, when he was fired, seemed to be the victor of those spoils. Turns out that's not really what happened. Uh, I was at the kicker article said one of the two of these will be in the Bundesliga next year and it's not going to be Bochum. I think that was the article. Hmm. And the exact opposite, the exact opposite yeah, yeah. happened. Bochum yeah, stayed. Yeah. Thomas Leis went down to Schalke. Schalke said, You can't fix us either. They fired him. Thomas Leis is. Back in the picture. It's out of work. Out of work. Out of work. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back to us. I think that did not end amicably, and I think not enough time has passed to 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 heal those wounds. So I don't think we're getting him. I mean, but I think it's it's pretty. Here's uh, one for you, Jesse Marsh. Yeah, what's up with him? What is he doing? He's an analyst for Paramount Plus from Champions League. He was in Milan last week doing a side reporter. He's available. Really? He's available. So he's available. So what happens if Bochum approaches Jesse Marsh for a coaching job? What do you think? Uh, that, uh, that would 
that doesn't strike me as a as a likely scenario either but yeah i don't know i mean i think it's going to be like one of the 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 Use german coaches. the german sam allardyce types you know they're going to like dig out another peter neuruhr klaus topmuller i mean those guys are not around anymore right but somebody like that i think is stefan going to be stefan Stefan Kunz is not going to want that job. Former Bochum player, available. He'd be great. That'd be wonderful. I would, I would go for that in a heartbeat. Why wouldn't he want that job? It's a top-flight job. Yeah, but the team is bad, and uh, and there's no there's no prospects of it ever being, but of them ever being good. Hansi Flick is available. <laughs> yeah, Hansi Flick's going to take that job. It's just, it's just, what it's just kind of. I don't even think you know. Thomas Lecce came in last season and did a great job, turned the team around. A squad that was worse than this one at the time, and he got them to 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 keep the league. But somehow, you know, there's just eventually, it's complacency just sets in, and you need people to to be a hundred to be to go above. A, a, you know, to the to the limit. If there's any kind of relaxation, the squad's just not good enough. This game against Gladbach was really sad. We were done three mm-hmm. zero, and Gladbach are not great. They had not won a game. Jordan up Pifak, to this, bat and assist, right? I believe up to they don't they did not look that good, and they looked like world beaters. Like it's just a defensively, we're just not. It's just bad. The midfield doesn't defend. It was just pretty hopeless right from the beginning. I was like, it was like this. We are just, we just don't have a chance. You know who's and available, we've... Bjorn? <laughs> Bruce Arena. Bruce Arena. Bruce yeah, Arena Bochum. Tell me how that'll go. I want. I want that to would. See it. That would be. I mean, that'd be amazing. I would. I would. I would sign up for that. I don't have anything. I don't have anything against all these people that you're mentioning. I just don't think any of them want this job. But we'll see. We'll find out. We'll see what happens. Maybe they'll keep Thomas Lech around a little bit. I mean, the team is not. They didn't go down without a fight. They had uh, uh, almost. They had. They got one goal back. They got a second one that was then called off by VAR. So there was a little bit of fight at the end. But it's just. It's just pretty dire. I don't know. We'll see. We keep. We haven't won a game. We have three points. We have not won a game. And uh, other teams are passing us. Heidenheim is Heidenheim and Darmstadt both won games now. Um, Heidenheim uh, beat Union Berlin. Yeah, Heidenheim beat Union Berlin. Darmstadt beat Werder Bremen. Union, Union Berlin, Berlin are are struggling. They are, are really struggling. struggling. Six points. We have they have they have six points. Yeah, they in six games. They should have beaten Heidenheim, and they didn't. I mean, Union Berlin hasn't been. Hasn't, when's the last time Union Berlin won a game? It's been, I think, seven weeks or seven games since they've won. Yeah, it's a game. five in a row. Five in a row they lost. They beat Darmstadt. Um, yeah, a while and then, ago. A long, a long time ago. Tomorrow they're going to Portugal to play Braga. No, no, mm-hmm. they're hosting Braga. Uh, and then, yeah, they're hosting Braga. I don't know. Like I talked about last time, Union Berlin. Are putting a lot on the line, and something's not clicking. Something, something's going on over there. Yeah, something's got to give. Either, either Leonardo Bonucci is maybe a little more of a locker room poison than they realized, or or something. Oh, it, interesting. Well, I, I'm just speculating. I'm just saying, like they have new players, and something's not mixing right now. They're a little creative. They got you know, 
Brendan Aronson and they got Kevin Folland and they got, you know, they got Leonardo Benucci. They could have gotten Julian it seemed Draxler. Like they had a, it seemed like they had a lot of quality and they seemed to have a pretty deep squad that made them perhaps but it's ready. not mixing, right? It's not mixing. Something's missing. They got rid of Jordan Peefock. Maybe that was a big loss that we didn't even realize. <laughs> a big, okay. I mean, the only difference is back when they were winning, Jordan Peefock was on the books. Now that they're not winning, Jordan Peefock is not a part of the team. That's the only difference mm. I see other than reinforcements. So who knows? Who knows? Geraldo Becker isn't free score, and he almost got a goal against Heidenheim, but just missed. And I don't know what to tell you. I have no answer for why Union Berlin is failing. I don't know. Um, we'll see how they do against Braga tomorrow. Uh, uh, Champions League preview, real quick. Braga tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bayern's in Copenhagen tomorrow. And then what is Wednesday? What, no, what is Wednesday? When's Wednesday? Oh, Wednesday's night. Wednesday is Leipzig hosting Man City. That'll be a fun one. Right. And then Dortmund's hosting Milan. Christian Pulisic uh, making his way back to the Signal Iduna Park. Those are some fun games. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to them. Champions League is good. Champions League is good. Um, Champions League good. Bochum Champion. not good. Bochum not good. Max Abel was just fired, Bjorn, and that was puzzling for us. Why was it puzzling for us? Well, I mean, it seemed like this all kind of tied into this Leipzig. It was like a mind game that Bayern were playing, perhaps, right? In preparation to for this uh, for this um, derby, this not derby, but Leipzig playing Bayern. Hmm. That was uh, Leipzig were leading to nothing, and Bayern pulled two back in the second half and he tied it all up. Leipzig feel they could have maybe won that one. But a point each, they'll take it, right? And it leads way for Stuttgart and Bayer Leverkusen to go on running, you know? Now, so what is the deal with the Max Abel thing? From what I understand, so first things first, Bayern mentioned his reputation of just stealing everything and everyone, right? <laughs> they gobble, gobble, gobble. No one can say no to Bayern mention in Germany. When Bayern mention says jump, they say how high? Because Bayern mention can offer contracts. They, they just signed Christoph Freund from RB Leipzig, a month ago, right, to replace Oliver Kahn, I guess. And, and then the rumors are they're now going to go get Max Abel. Max Abel and Bayern München have always been flirting with each other. When Max Abel was was sending Borussia Mönchengladbach in the second division uh, when he was fired, RB Leipzig picked him up right away after that, and he was the RB Leipzig sport director. Uh, and I guess he was there for six months, and they fired him because, quote-unquote, he wasn't committed enough to the organization, is what they said. Mm. They fired him. And I think they fired him because they were anticipating that he was going to go to Bayern München as well. I just don't get really what, who is. Like, they just got Christoph Freund. Then there's there's that other guy. And now they got Max Abel. How many sport directors does a club need? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's why, it's, why it seemed like they were just stirring it up. Yeah. I thought the positions were filled. I didn't know they had an empty position over there at Bayern München. I thought they got the Christoph Foyne. They got that guy, the, the, the one CEO to take over for Khan, and Christoph Foyne came in to take over for Palazzo, I thought. I thought it was all done with. But now they're like, yeah, we're going to get Max Abel too. So now the the, the watch is, is Max Abel going to move to München? So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, 
more of the sport director carousel. If RB Leipzig needs a sport director, I can't help but wonder how close my New York Red Bull sport director, Jochen Schneider, I wonder how close he is to that short list. Hmm. Does Max Abel leaving RB Leipzig have an effect on my little club here in New Jersey? We'll see. Ooh. We'll see. That's my interest Ooh. in the whole story. Is Joachim Schneider going to say bye-bye and off to Leipzig he goes? We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so as far as Germany going, we also need to do a deep dive on Cohn because there's something up with Cohn right now. Well, One they haven't. Re- they lost a bunch of people and they haven't replaced them. That's not as complicated. I yeah. think they are. Yeah. They just have a weak squad. Um, uh, I think they. I always thought they might struggle, and uh, mine's also. I guess a little bit of surprise. How? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Call is a yo-yo club, and they're on their way down the yo-yo right now. So, well, we're on Colin watch officially. We have to keep an eye on them. Maybe they get points next week. We'll see. But yeah, um, Hoffenheim had a big old blunder with John Anthony Brooks against Borussia Dortmund. Oh, the guy you the guy you wanted to uh, nominate for the team, the U.S. Men's National Team. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling worse about that now because he was like, (laughs) he was like, two of the goals were his Uh, fault, pretty much. And it's like, come on, Brooks, you always self sabotage. You were so good up until now. You have blunder McGee weekend, and it's. And they have to announce the squads pretty soon. When are they going to announce the USA and Germany squads? It must be this week, right? Um, probably, yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's That'll be interesting. Nagelsmann's first squad. I'm definitely going to be paying attention. Nagelsmann first squad. Yeah, cool. Uh, you got your games coming up. You excited? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's going to be good. Um. Leipzig is going to play Man City on Wednesday and Bochum on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, they're going to tie. Will they be able to good. tell the difference? Will they, will they be like, "Whoa, this is like, I can't, I can't tell." Is it, it's like we're still playing City. These guys are so good. No, well, that's probably not going to happen. No, Bochum and Man City. It's going to be two high possession teams holding the ball. Leipzig aren't going to have the ball against Bochum. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You got Leipzig next week. That's going to be pretty steep. Who does Cohen have on next the week? road? Yeah, that's not good. That doesn't look like we're going to win that game. So it's going to be when you, that's the thing. It's like Cohen has Bayer Leverkusen. That's looking at the Bochum early season schedule, this was the game. Like at home against Gladbach, you were like, "Well, that's one we could maybe win," but we really didn't. No, so they did not. Now you now now we're back. Now we're back looking at the schedule and and going like I don't know when is the next time when's the next time we can win one we have uh oh, hold on I lost my I lost my place I lost my place Cologne has Bayer Leverkusen next week Bochum has RB Leipzig next week We have RB Leipzig That um, means that Mainz has Bayern München or something who does Mainz have They Mainz is playing 
Mainz is playing. Mainz, 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 Mainz is playing. Borussia Mönchengladbach. They just lost 3 nothing to Bayer Leverkusen. Off to yeah. Gladbach they go. And then they play Bayern Mönchengladbach the week after that. So it's a lot of steep, steep it's games. A lot of, yeah, boys. I mean, we have we are, have Leipzig on the road. We have Freiburg on the road. And then we have Mainz at home, Darmstadt on the road, Köln at home, Heidenheim on the road. So that's going to be, by the end, by Thanksgiving, by Thanksgiving, if we, uh, that's the 12th. If by Thanksgiving we don't have 12 points, we're going down. Call Bochum and tell them they need 12 points by Thanksgiving. Yeah. They'll be like, you got it. And they'll be like, wait a minute. What the hell is Thanksgiving? We're like, I don't know. Let's not even Google it. Let's just. My mother. We want, my mother we want knows, 12 points. My mother knows about Thanksgiving. Well, that's because you told her. If you didn't tell her, she wouldn't have known about it. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, All right. Uh, Bochum, let's get out of here, man. Bochum called is the Schnitzel Boys. Special, it's in two weeks, right? You just said three weeks. That's the Schmitz, the Schnitzel Boys Derby. Uh, Bochum Club. Now you're going and you're going out of town, so we're gonna have some different shows next week. We'll see. It'll be a surprise. We've gotta figure that out because not even we know what's gonna happen. So uh I'll see you guys then. All right. Tschüss. This nice tomorrow. This has been the Schnitzel Boys. Tell your friends and family. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy I enjoyed talking to you tonight. I don't talk to you too, Bjorn. Even though I'm not as German as I thought I was, I still feel like I'm a German man, part of German I'm, I, I would say I'm sorry, except I'm not really sorry. I mean, <laughs> what gives a shit? Hey, now I know I'm a comedian. All right, tschüss. <laughs> See ya. Night, night, Hans Wolf. Night, night, everybody else. Tschüss. Tschüss. Oh.